Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks to a resilient Steelers defense, Big Ben has the chance to win a game he had no business winning versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. On a previous podcast, I all but promised that Big Ben Roethlisberger would not throw five interceptions again against the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact, he did. Fortunately, two of those picks tossed Sunday afternoon, including a last-minute one that would have sealed the win for the Jaguars, were called back on penalties. In fact, a series of Jacksonville penalties on several Steelers drives belled out a Big Ben-led offense that was bottled up most of the game by the stiff Jacksonville defense. And once again, the Jacksonville secondary, led by Jalen Ramsey, bedeviled Big Ben, picking him off officially three times, but actually five times throughout the course of a game that really Big Ben had no business winning. Yet, he and the Steelers did, and it was on Ben's dive for the end zone, sealing that 20-16 victory. Those yellow flags flew in the Steelers' direction all day in Jacksonville. One Roethlisberger interception was returned by a questionable call on Jags defensive end Calais Campbell, who drew a roughing the passer penalty to negate a pick by middle linebacker Miles Jack. And then that interception in the end zone late in the game was overturned by a penalty on D.J. Hayden, who grabbed Ryan Switzer by the helmet prior to the pass. Over the past two weeks, the tide has turned when it comes to Pittsburgh and penalties. The Steelers have committed four penalties for 39 yards. Their opponents, 16 penalties for 153 yards, according to NFL writer Marcus Mosier. But it wasn't all flags that favored the Steelers. Big men made the plays he needed to in order to pull out the win. Roethlisberger threw a bomb to the right side, and Brown ran all alone to haul it in for a 78-yard touchdown. That made it 16-6. The Steelers cut it to 16-13 with 228 remaining as Roethlisberger found tight end Vance McDonald in the back of the end zone, capping an 80-yard march. The Steelers kicked away to Jacksonville knowing its defense 
which was the main reason they were still in this game, was dominating. Sure enough, the surging Steelers' D forced yet another three and out, and the Steelers got the, the ball back at their own 32 with a, with a minute 42 remaining. Then Juju did his thing, hauling in a 35-yard sensational grab at the Jacksonville 27. Antonio Brown added a 25-yard catch, bringing it to the 2. Then, with that penalty wiping away a Big Ben interception, Roethlisberger had the chance to carry it home. He sealed it, rumbling into the end zone on a rollout option. Ben made it down with the football just breaking the plane of the goal line before his knee hit the turf. The closest defender was one of Ben's own offensive linemen who nearly blocked the quarterback's entry into the end zone. But he didn't. Ben scored, and that was three Steelers touchdowns in the final 17 minutes to rally past the shell-shocked Jaguars. The Steelers won a game that had been dominated to a large extent by Jacksonville. But it was the Steelers' defense consistently keeping Jacksonville out of the end zone all but one time that kept the Steelers in this game. The pass rush was getting so much heat on the Jags' Blake Bortles, he went into a shell in the second half, and so did the Jacksonville play calling. There were so many three and outs I lost count, but the one three and out mattered was when it was down to two minutes and the Steelers' defense came through in crunch time. In the end, receiver Antonio Brown had more yards receiving at 117 than Blake Bortles did passing at 104. This from Alex Kazora with SteelersDepot.com. Yes, the Steelers did get gashed on the ground, especially in the first half. But when it counted, the run-first Jags couldn't run, and they could not run out the clock on the Steelers in the second half. The defense, which hadn't given up a 100-yard rushing performance since week two, did yield 179 yards on the ground to the Jags. But they were out were without defensive end Stephon Tuitt, and they really shored up the line in that second half, and especially in the waning moments of the third quarter and throughout the fourth quarter. Hey, Jacksonville plays the Steelers well, and some teams consistently have another's number, and some quarterbacks have a hump when it comes to certain teams and certain defenses. The Steelers' kryptonite is Jacksonville, and Big Ben's biggest vulnerability is Jacksonville's interception-inducing secondary. But thanks for some well-timed penalties, and thanks to that resilient Steelers' D, the Pittsburgh and Ben were able to steal this one. In the first half, it was all Jacksonville, but they had just nine points to show for it. As Paul Zeise with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette tweets, quote, I'm not sure why anyone at all was surprised by this outcome, as if it was some sort of miracle. As horrible as the Steelers played for 53 minutes, they were down 10 points against an offense that wasn't trying to do anything but run clock, unquote. And in the end, Jacksonville couldn't even do that 
not, not, not against this Steelers D that really, really was resilient. As Ben said after the win, not a single Pittsburgh player gave in or gave up. Quote, we just didn't give up. So many people were saying that we couldn't come back. But guess what? I never take no for an answer, unquote. And he certainly didn't take no when it came to that rumble to the end zone that just crossed the plane of the goal line with the football in his outstretched hands. This was not one of those come-from-behind victories that is thrilling or exhilarating. This one was frustrating and nail-biting throughout, and it seemed to exhaust the Steelers, Ben, the fans. It took all 60 minutes, and it surely wasn't pretty. The Steelers were just happy to escape. If you get out of town with a W, that's all that counts. That's all that matters, and it leaves the Steelers two and a half games up in the AFC North. They'll take it. So will I. So will all of Pittsburgh, whose emotions had to be down in the depths when it appeared that it would be a triple feature of Jacksonville horrors for Big Ben and the Steelers after losing to them twice last year, including in the playoffs. But oh, how games can turn, especially with the defense keeping it close keeping the Steelers in it all the way. This defense is no longer a liability. They will be a reason the Steelers win down the stretch, and that's as it should be in Pittsburgh. This is morphing into a complete team, with Tony Romo saying during the CBS commentary that he has a hard time finding a weakness anywhere. Well, Jacksonville found some weaknesses. Uh, especially early on with the running game. And James Conner was a virtual non-factor in this one. He dropped a couple of balls that he should have had, including a short touchdown late in the game. He made the sophomore mistake of looking away just before the ball settled into his hands. He was already in the end zone in his mind. Unfortunately, the football was bouncing on the turf, having slipped through his hands because he broke his concentration. This was Connor's first game out of Le'Veon Bell's long shadow, and it showed. The spotlight was a little bit too bright for James, but I'm sure he will bounce back. After all, stealing a win that you have no business having has a way of curing a lot of ills. Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and surely that Steelers defense will be remembering this one for a long time and for many, many different reasons. It was a wild, improbable, almost unbelievable win like no other. And it will resonate for a long while. The only question is whether it exposed the Steelers' steel-like strength to win or some possible chinks in its armor. As ESPN's Jeremy Fowler cryptically tweeted, quote, Only gutsy, brawling play and a diving Ben Roethlisberger could slay the Jaguars' dragon. The epic fourth-quarter comeback showed the resolve of a team primed for a special season. But it also exposes a few flaws. Rangy defenders and a stout running game can control the pace on Pittsburgh, unquote. That's a paragraph that bears some attention as we watch the remainder of this, the season and how the Steelers play it down the stretch. I have a feeling we'll be going back to this game 
and back to that paragraph of the double-edged sword of this Jacksonville game and how it maybe prophesizes how the Steelers could win and possibly how they could be exposed down the stretch. Of course, we'll be talking about it all week, so come back more for the latest on the black and gold. Sign up for the podcast on Amazon Alexa. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.